Well, with spring football finally coming to a close, what can we actually take from UCLA spring practices? Quarterbacks, starting running backs, defense, offense, what can we really take away from these last few weeks for UCLA football? I'll tell you on Locked on UCLA. You are Locked on UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, it's your favorite host. It's Zach Anderson Yaksimi here on the Locked On UCLA podcast. Thanks for tuning in yet again. And if you're all loving the eight claps, you gotta wait to the end for an eight clap, baby. Thanks for making this your first listen each and every day. It's free where we get your podcast. It's available on YouTube. So like, comment, and subscribe over on YouTube. And if you're listening audio-wise, make sure to hit that download button and listen as well. So thanks for tuning in. We're talking to start UCLA football as they begin to wrap up spring practice. Chip Kelly was talking to the reporters. Well, I haven't seen any posted media availability about Chip Kelly. What can we overall take from these last few weeks? Well, a lot of hype has been given to Dante Moore. He's certainly been looking pretty good in practice, but the problem is Chip Kelly's not going to tell us who that starting quarterback is and does he go conservatively and decide to choose a more veteran option while having more sit that first game or maybe this first entire season. What's clear is that UCLA has some depth this year, a little bit more depth than probably in years past in certain positions through the portal. They've got a lot of receiver options. They've got viable running back options, multiple guys who can go return the football. Because remember last year, there's plenty of times, especially in the punt return, that UCLA could not even simply hold on to the football, especially in the bowl game in game one, those things came back from time to time. And even late in the game, Chip Kelly throughout the spring is continuing to bring players in as lately, as frequently, as I should say, as recently as Jake Wiley coming over from Colorado. The Bruins knowing they need a little more depth on the offensive line, losing three key starters to the draft. But overall, what we can see is that every position, for the most part, is either getting some depth or whether there are some holes, seemingly Chip Kelly's addressed them throughout this offseason, and spring was just kind of putting everything together. A lot of people, you know, myself included, wondering what the Bill McGovern situation was looking like. In December, he's coming back, he's looking good. Now he's an administrator, and UCLA has a younger NFL mind, you know, NFL mind as their defensive coordinator in Danton Lynn. How is that going to affect the recruiting? There's been the shifting of the guard from safeties and quarterback coaches adding Cody Whitfield. And then you've got, you know, Brian Norwood taking more over the safeties. So there's been a, a spreading of the wealth in terms of the coaching responsibilities for UCLA. And then they've brought in key players. They've gotten even more class of 24 commits already in the last few weeks as they continue to host. I believe on this Friday, I thought I saw James Williams, the, the UCLA reporter on Twitter, who writes for the OC Register, he tweeted out, they're hosting at least six to eight recruits on this last weekend of spring football. So they're putting in the effort. And while we may not know a specific depth chart, and some may know a little bit more than me in terms of, all right, what's it looking like? And while I assume, I'm believing that I want Dante Moore to be the starter, why not go and give him that starting nod? Carson Steele has all the glitz and the glamour. Give him that starting nod. J. Michael Sturdivant's been seemingly making plays all camp long, making big touchdown catches. But everybody on this team will contribute 
just like it was last year. The difference is they're not going to lean so heavily on a DTR, on a Zach Charbonnet, when they need a force feed of Jake Bobo. They're not needing to necessarily do that. It's how do they plug and play on the offensive line? Will they get those key receptions out of the tight end position, but a little more frequently this year? Can the defense not give up gaping holes down the middle of the field like they did during key situations against big-time offenses late in the season last year during their last three losses of the year against Arizona, USC, and then Pitt in the bowl game? How do you intertwine all these things together? Well, the big thing is UCLA has been addressing the depth. They've been trying to tweak little things here and there throughout spring practice, and nothing is going to be solved throughout three to four weeks from you know end of March, April to May. That's not what's going to happen, but it's the building block from the winter to now until they get into fall camp as they had the individual workouts during the summer. UCLA has proven, hey, we see what's wrong, and now we wonder, does the depth come into play? Are they a dark horse? I'm not sure they're going to be a top dog in the Pac-12, but they could surprise teams like they did last year, surprising me in some big wins, right? When they beat Utah, the eventual Pac-12 champion, when they beat Washington, who was a top 10 team at the end of the year. So can UCLA bring those principles from last year while they don't have the two or three big name guys, they've got the recruits, they've got transfers in, and they've got a little more depth throughout the roster. So while we may not know certain guys, I know Spencer Holstedge took a little bit, one of those transfer offensive linemen to come in and eventually get some reps in practice because of injuries. There's some guys who've been banged up throughout spring practice. Can UCLA overcome that? They certainly will. It's nothing crazy overall. But will UCLA find a way to thrive this year? And I think they will. And in the grand scheme of things, we don't have one of those loquacious head coaches that's going to put out a spring game and put out, you know, maybe not necessarily his fault, but, you know, put out a spring game, put out all these quotes. This is our starter. This is who we're looking like. How we can see what Don Timmore would look like in a spring game, right? You go look at Texas. Well, it's Quinn Ewers versus Arch Manning, and Arch Manning was playing with third stringers and didn't play that well compared to Ewers, who was the clear starter, right? We don't get that opportunity to see a Dante Moore versus a Garbers or a Colin Schley like, oh, this guy's clearly better. We don't have that opportunity. I know people have told me to stop harping on the lack of a spring game, but we just don't have a full set of information in game-like scenarios that a spring game, quote-unquote, could technically bring. Still, overall, what we can be proud of is UCLA, UCLA and Chip Kelly. They've addressed some issues. Now, will they come together on the field? Or is it a year or two away from blossoming in the Big Ten when they eventually want to be truly successful? Coming up next, we're talking UCLA men's volleyball because they went through and dominated in their final four matchup against Long Beach State. So why not shout them out as they head to the national title match? In the meantime, we're going to talk Built Bar because if you're looking for a delicious snack and don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built, you've got to try this because it's only 100% covered in real chocolate. They've got 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's awesome for a protein bar. 100% covered in real chocolate. Go to your local Walmart, Sam's Club. You can mix and match variety flavors on Built.com between the Built Puffs. All the Locked On hosts have a, a chat, and the Puffs are some of the greatest things to, know, to mankind. You got to go check out a Built Puff or Built Bar. You can get a four-bar box. You can get a 13-bar box. You'll thank me later by running to built 
builtbar.com and getting yourself a built bar to enjoy during the summer when you're going on for a workout before on a hike. Check all that out here with built.com. Cruising on into segment two for Locked On UCLA, the Bruins men's volleyball team wiped the floor with Long Beach State. It's a little mismatch because Long Beach lost their best player from last year, went pro. And while Long Beach was maybe expected to compete this year, they weren't. UCLA has been clearing away the last month plus, two months, the top team in the country. And while I'm not going to be as expertise necessarily as Max, I have broadcasted volleyball in my day. And while Long Beach came in, a team that had swept Hawaii on the road, last year knocked out UCLA in Poly Pavilion in the Final Four, while Long Beach was the top seed heading to the, the national championship match where they eventually lost to Hawaii. UCLA had some things to to exact for some revenge, mainly the 2018 National Championship when they were leading in the fourth set and would have had John Sparrow's first ever National Championship as a UCLA head coach. But instead, the beach came back and ripped that from their grasp last year. And then this time, UCLA comes in, wipes the floor. The, the, the three sets weren't truly competitive. You look at the final scores, 25-16, 25-14. 25-19, it was emphatic of a total beatdown. The Bruins overall hitting at a 458 clip, 45 assists, at less errors than Long Beach State, 9 to the Beaches 13s, and had 15 more kills overall than Long Beach State, led by Ido David, who had 17, 17 kills. You had Ethan Champlin, who had 14 kills with two assists, two aces. And then as all the Bruins have been getting more local love, on you know KCAL 9 heading into this national championship. Even John Spara getting some love with him being the national coach of the year, the AVCA national coach of the year in Eagle Bank Arena. It was about as easy as it comes for UCLA. And since 2018, Long Beach, UCLA, and Hawaii have generally been the three teams that have been competing for a national championship. UCLA's been in the Final Four, but now twice in the national championship match. It's been Hawaii the last three years and Long Beach even the last couple of years before that. So those are the three teams. So it was key for UCLA to knock off Long Beach, but their biggest test comes on Saturday against the Bows because Hawaii won a grueling five-set match against Penn State. You wonder how much that taxes the legs, although they do have the day rest in between. They nearly got reverse swept against Penn State, which is a team that beat UCLA, and Hawaii was a team that beat UCLA back on the island in front of a sellout crowd. Both teams coming in with two losses, red hot, number one and two teams in the country, which lends itself to be a promising, exciting matchup. When UCLA last played Hawaii in March, it was on March 11th, a four-setter in Honolulu, right after Hawaii's first loss of the year. They had the sellout crowd in one in four sets, winning sets three and four in dramatic fashion late in those sets. They eventually then got swept by Long Beach at home, but have not lost since March 17th and have won 12 in a row. The Bruins have been equally as dominant since losing to Penn State and Hawaii, and now they find themselves against one of the two teams that beat them earlier this year. The difference is you're not playing in front of a rockin' home environment like it would be in Honolulu at the Stan Sheriff Center. The Bruins have that game tape, they have the confidence, and now they have the win under their belt, and hopefully the rest by sweeping through Long Beach State, that they can come through and dominate the Bows, who will provide a stiff test. They're the two-time defending champions, Hawaii is. They are the two-time defending champions. They've been in the final three years, make that four years in a row. They've been in 2019, 21, 22, 
and now here in 23. That, that's just a dominant program. The Bruins overall are looking for their 20th National Men's Volleyball Championship, the first under John Sparrow, and they haven't won one since 2006. The key thing is who will play up to the moment and who will fall short. Hitting percentage is always a key thing, and who defensively will come up big? Can the Hawaii block outdo the UCLA block? And I know I'm not as technically sound as Max Kelton might be, right? But the, the big thing is they played once in the year, who makes the adjustments? I know it was nearly two months ago, but who can showcase how, who can be the better team during the national championship match? And hey, it, it might be okay. You might be down in the fourth set, down two sets to one, but it's how do you respond and come through with a key point in a key situation? Serve and pass, those are all things that UCLA needs to dominate when it comes to taking on the bows in this national championship match. This is the matchup we've been waiting all year for, and now we finally get it in Eagle Bank Arena. So stay tuned. That matchup will be at 1, I think it's at 2. It's at 2 p.m. in, it's on ESPN2. So you should tune that in, tune that on, on Saturday, May 6th, as we get a break on this Friday. If they win, we'll probably talk about it on Monday, if not react to it Saturday or Sunday. But, you know, we'll talk about it in some way, shape, or form about UCLA and Hawaii. That is a big-time championship because, hey, UCLA is going for championship number 119 and 120. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Cruising on into segment three for Locked On UCLA, UCLA Beach Volleyball has already won their first match in the NCAA tournament. They took down Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The 17 seed, the beach volleyball team overall has been playing extremely, extremely great. And while Max and I have already talked about earlier episodes, who's been some of the best duos, who has been the great pairings, I'm not really going to dive into that because we still don't know who their next opponent is. They play on Saturday a little bit later. Yeah, UCLA already played before the releasing of this podcast. It was 7 a.m. Pacific. 10 a.m. on the East Coast and Gulf Shores as the Bruins have been wiping the floor with the competition, winning the Pac-12 conference tournament, beating bitter rival USC three times in a row, beating some of the top dogs in the country, and they can avoid some of the USCs and the TCUs by staying on the opposite side of the bracket as the one seed as the Bruins will either take on the winner of Long Beach State or Cal in the next round, and we won't know that by the time I drop this podcast. Overall, this could be a banner weekend for UCLA sports, right? The Conference of Champions, as Bill Walton has. My, my favorite shirt used to be, what, the UCLA? You turn it on the back, champions made here. The Bruins got to start winning some more championships because, hey, we had women's soccer in the fall or the winter in dramatic fashion. Let's try and get two in one weekend. Let's get men's volleyball on Saturday and then try and get beach volleyball as they work their way through the weekends. Maybe they can win their third championship in the beach section and try and level up, get closer to USC's all-time total. And heck, maybe they might even beat the Trojans en route to a national championship. But this could be a very fun weekend for UCLA athletics because, hey, football's wrapping up spring practice. Everybody's excited. That only gets us juiced and ready for the fall when September, when September 2nd comes around. You've got men's volleyball competing, and then you got UCLA beach volleyball that's right there. You can I've seen on Twitter multiple times where – 
They've had the men's volleyball team on the bus watching. They've had the women's volleyball team in their locker room watching the men's volleyball team. And then everybody's watching on their screens to go watch the beach volleyball team, even if they weren't up early enough to watch UCLA kick some butt of Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So it can be a very, very fun weekend for the UCLA fam. I suggest that we all tune in. Generally, they're on ESPN, ESPN2, and they're nationally televised. Go tune them in. Beach volleyball is really fun to watch, especially the national champ, the national tournament. They've got a lot of screens. Sometimes it's going the ESPN app, or sometimes you have to watch it. But it can be intense. But watching five different matches at once, best two out of three, it's exciting, wild coverage when the tournament is on. And it's not even the double elimination that it used to be. It's the single elimination that Max already went in depth about talking for UCLA. So when we come back over the weekend, I don't have a lot of answers right now for men's volleyball, beach volleyball, football, basketball. But we'll talk around the corner. We'll have more ideas, right, of are they national champions? Will there be two-time national champions over the weekend? We got all that and more coming up over the weekend. But thanks for tuning in to Locked On UCLA. Become an everyday listener of the Locked On UCLA podcast because, hey, we talk football. We talk basketball. Women's basketball has been getting some recruits. You know, we talked the other day about those class of 2024 recruits coming in already with the number one recruit from the class of 22 joining the number two class of 22. And then all the freshmen with Charisma Osborne and two of the UCLA starters staying for next year. So much excitement is around the corner. Hey, Big Ten, Pac-12, whatever your thoughts. That's why you should become an everyday listener of the Locked On UCLA podcast. If you've been watching on YouTube, thanks for making this your first listen each and every day. Hit that subscribe button if you're listening. Thanks for listening. Get the notifications. Hit that download button and hit the subscription button as well. It's free wherever you get your podcasts. It's available just about on every platform you could think of. I'm Zach anderson Yoxheimer saying so long. This has been Locked on UCLA. Hands up, fans. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, A, U, C, L, A, U, C, L, A, fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.